Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 16th of November, 2022. Before we get started, your input matters now more than ever. With a $90 billion state budget on the horizon and a $5 billion surplus, we need your input. Email info at WPTonline.org and share what your priorities are for the state budget. We can't take a position until you do. Let us know. Info at WPTonline.org. Well, happy Wednesday to you. Gosh, just like that. Snow-covered, cold, kind of miserable. If you don't like this weather and you're like me, you've got a whole winter of hearing me complain, so sorry in advance. But one week from now, we'll be gearing up for the delicious Thanksgiving meal. And by the way, thank you to everybody who emailed in last week. I had several emails that said they liked the more off-the-cuff format of the midweek moment. So we're going to roll with that again. A special thanks to Keith Schwalbe, by the way, one of our business reps, senior business rep over in uh, the Fox Valley for always being a loyal listener and emailing me every week with things that I could do better. Uh, Always appreciate the input. So thank you, Keith. Let's jump into some news together. Uh, The Senate Democrats yesterday unanimously voted for Senator Melissa Agard, who uh, is a Democrat from Madison, to serve as the Senate Democratic leader, otherwise known as the minority leader. Um, She released the following statement. She said she was deeply grateful that her colleagues have unanimously selected her to serve as the Democratic leader for the 2023-24 legislative session. She said the caucus is diverse, talented, and determined. She said that the Senate Democrats may hold the minority of seats in the state house, but we hold a majority of hearts and minds of the people of Wisconsin. Said she was looking forward to building on the relationship she's already formed in the Capitol. And this was really nice, actually. And I think going into the legislative session, it, it bears repeating her quote here. She said, I look forward to working with Senator Lemahue and Senate President Kapenga. While we fall on different sides of the aisle ideologically, I know that we are united in our shared commitment to do right by our love of Wisconsin. And so I thought that was a really nice way to start off the legislative session on a really bipartisan note. So congratulations to Senator Agard, who I also know personally. Um, I like Melissa a lot. I think she's going to do great in that role. She's a very reasonable person. So here's to hoping for a great start to the legislative session in January. Out from the ACLU of Wisconsin, they had a statewide analysis on jail voting in October, which found that eligible voters incarcerated in Wisconsin jails continue to face numerous obstacles when attempting to exercise their right to vote. It is their right, but obviously there's a lot of feelings on that topic. Understandably, by the way, you're not a bad person if you, you know, want to know people in jail are voting or how they're voting. The ACLU of Wisconsin yesterday issued a separate report offering jail officials a series of recommendations that would help ease the ba- the barriers, they said, to jail-based voting. While setting out to prescribe some of the high-level steps to make jail voting systems more accessible and smoother to operate, the recommendations also deal with the correction system head-on, they said, recognizing how the dehumanizing experiences endured by people in jail impacts their decision about whether or not to vote. ACLU advises counties to forge closer relationships with nonpartisan voting rights organizations and permit them to register voters inside facilities and conduct voter education programs. These groups would also provide accurate information on voting and elections that eligible voters can take advantage of. They also said another simple step officials are encouraged to take is to adopt the jail voting model currently being used in Eau Claire, which provides eligible voters with election dates, deadlines, and opportunities to learn about voting issues via kiosks or other 
internet-enabled devices. Jails should supply access to or photocopies of proof of residence or a photo ID document and facilitate access to voter registration requests for absentee ballots, they said, designating a jail social worker as the contact person to provide voting assistance. So very interesting and some things to think about. Our friends over at the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty have filed a lawsuit on behalf of a woman named Marissa Darling, a former school counselor at Allen Field Elementary School in the Milwaukee Public School District. In late September, MPS fired Miss Darling because of remarks she gave at a feminist rally in April of last year. And just scrolling down to the background here, on April of last year, she was at that rally at the state capitol. During the rally, Miss Darling gave a short, unscripted speech where she publicly expressed that she opposed gender ideology in elementary schools and that young children should not be, quote, exposed to the harms of gender identity ideology or given unfettered access to hormones, wrong sex hormones, and surgery. She argued passionately that quote, there exists in this world to serve children and to protect children and does not support social or medical transition of young children. Uh, very interesting. The lawsuit alleges that these employees and MPS violated Miss Darling's First Amendment and due process rights in the Constitution. As reflected in the termination letter, their primary basis for firing Miss Darling was her speech at the feminist rally in April. That speech was on her own time on a Saturday, 100 miles from where she worked, on a topic of immense public importance. The district employees also uh, failed to notify Miss Darling of the grounds for her suspension and the no trespass order and refused to schedule a hearing to allow her to respond. The lawsuit seeks declaratory and injunctive relief, reinstatement to her prior status and position at the elementary school, back pay and damages for the constitutional violations. We'll also ask the court to order MPS to remove the no trespass order against Miss Darling so she can attend public events and vote on MPS property. The world is just a weird place sometimes. Attorney General Josh Call yesterday announced that the executive coalition of states attorneys uh, and attorneys general representing local governments and Walmart have reached an agreement to resolve allegations that Walmart contributed to the opiate addiction crisis by failing to appropriately oversee the dispensing of opiates at its stores. Very serious issue in all of our communities, no matter where you're listening to this. The agreement will provide more than $3 billion nationally and will require significant improvements in how Walmart pharmacies handle opiates. The agreement is now being sent to other states for review and proposal. It'd be about $3.1 billion and would be divided by states that sign on, local governments and tribes, which must be used to provide treatment and recovery services to people struggling with opiate use disorder. And kind of a nice one today, the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, Allison Dairyland, something special from Wisconsin, holiday campaign is kicking off again. The holiday season just around the corner. Many consumers are in search of gifts and ingredients to make their holidays special. As you shop for ingredients for your local holiday feast and unique gifts for friends and family this year, Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection is urging you to keep an eye out for the Something Special from Wisconsin logo. The red and yellow logo is quick, reliable way to identify genuine Wisconsin products. And the products displaying that logo have at least half of the items or ingredients or production or processing attributed to the state of Wisconsin. So if you're out there and you're looking for Christmas gifts already, something special from Wisconsin, keep an eye out for that oval red and yellow logo. 
Finally, today, Thanksgiving travel is about to happen. If you're traveling, obviously stay safe. We'll have one more episode before then, but it was interesting yesterday. AAA is predicting 54.6 million people will travel 50 miles or more from their home this Thanksgiving. That's a 1.5% increase over 2021 and 98% of pre-COVID-19 volumes. This year is projected to be the third busiest for Thanksgiving travel since AAA started tracking in the year 2000. Most travelers will drive to their destinations, but much like last year, nearly 49 million people are expected to travel by car. Air travel is also up 8% over 2021, with 4.5 million Americans expected to fly to their destinations for Thanksgiving this year. That's an increase of more than 330,000 travelers, so about the size of the city of Madison. More from last year will travel. So with that, a little travel note, we'll quote Jack Kerouac, one of my favorites, who said, there is nowhere to go but everywhere, so just keep on rolling under the stars. With that, we hope you have a great rest of your week, and as always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business, farm, and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org.